Welcome to the Make It Count podcast with Phil Degree and Jennifer Murray, where we'll share stories of how people triumph through the hard seasons in life and make it count. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have Tiffany all the way from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Tiffany, welcome to the Make It Count podcast. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you for having me. Of course. When we started talking about who we wanted as guest speakers, your name just kind of rang up in the back of my head because you're such an inspiration to me. We've been knowing each other for, um, gosh. 16 years, I think. Six, is that- this is my 16th year te- teaching, so yeah. Oh my gosh. We don't have to tell people that because <laughs> that's going to tell them how old I am. Um, yeah, I just remember when we taught together back in another life of mine um, that you just welcomed me. You loved on me. Um, and, and, and during that time, you were struggling with your weight. So tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about your story, where you were, what you triumphed through, and then we'll talk about the making it count part. Okay. So, well, my whole life I've had a weight problem um, since I was little. Of course, you know, my pet mom, we, she was not a big cook, so we ate a lot of fast food. So I've always had that up and down weight problem. Um, when you met me, I was probably almost 400. Um, I w- had gotten to my highest a couple years ago, which was 437. Um, and I've done every diet that is known to man. I've done Weight Watchers. I've done Octavia. <laughs> I've done everything. Keto. And I would be successful. I mean, I've lost almost 100 pounds on my own, but it would come right back. So the last, I actually had gallbladder problems and um, went to the surgeon and I asked why I was there, is there any way we could do the sleeve? Because I had heard a lot about it and I know some friends that have had the sleeve surgery and were very successful. And so I went to Dr. Jerome Hattiesburg and he performed the sleeve surgery February 9th, 2021, last year. (laughs) So since then, I have lost 144 pounds you know, with that, with that surgery. I love it. Let's go back though, because this is the, this is as a fitness enthusiast, mm-hmm. right? This is the kind of stuff that I really thrive off of. Like I really love helping people. So talk to me about what it's like to be overweight, what it's like to have that like burden. Is it a burden? Like talk to me about mm-hmm. your, your side. I actually, I don't know. I've always been, well, I'm ADHD, but I've always been very, Active. Yeah. Even at 400. I mean, I did three 5Ks. I didn't run. I walked, but, but I still completed them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did three 5Ks over 400 pounds. I did the Warrior Dash. I was 400 pounds. So, I mean, I've done things. I do cycle bar. Cycle bar is a huge part of my fitness journey. Um, I've been going to them since they opened up in Hattiesburg, and they're just great, you know, accepting and non judgmental. And didn't matter how big I was, I got on that bike and finished every class I did. So, I mean, I could do a lot of the physical. I mean, I wasn't the best at it, and I was slow. I mean, you know, it might have took me an hour and 50 minutes to walk the three miles, but I did it. Right. So, I always was very physical, um, even being big, but it was it was hard. And I had, I've had trainers throughout that time, and sometimes, I don't know, I just feel like sometimes they didn't understand as a big person how hard it is to do things, you know, um, but talk every, about that a little bit because I want people to, if you feel comfortable, yeah. <laughs> talk about it a little bit of, of the hard, like, because I think somebody out there can definitely relate to that. Well, I'm one of those, um, I really don't care. Like I would go to the gym being 400 pounds. I didn't care what people think. I have friends, you know, that are like, I'm not walking in there because they're going to judge me how I look, but I haven't had that problem. But the hard to me would be like, 
you know, we had this one trainer that used to make us run up and down at Sacred Heart, the stairs at Sacred Heart. <laughs> and I was oh. like, um, I'm 400 pounds and like bouncing up on that. You know, the, I just felt like sometimes they didn't understand the, you know, even though I was trying my hardest, sometimes I don't feel like they would or think I was trying my hardest or, and I, you know, I'm not going to say what gym it was, but I did go to a gym before my surgery and asked the trainer, you know, we we're supposed to get like a free trainer was going to come help me and show me some things. Yeah. And I felt like they were very, like when I walked in, they were kind of like, are you really going to work out? Like, are you going to go to the, yeah. you know? So, cause they were giving me the whole, well, I'm, you know, you just have to be consistent. And I said, um, okay, I do all the things like, you know, right. but they kind of were very, I just felt like a very heavy judgment, you know, yeah. well, this girl's big and she's not going to do things. Cause a lot of times people think just because you're big, you're lazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like the furthest from lazy. Um, I guess it was nine years ago. I was diagnosed with a blood clotting disorder and I had a pulmonary embolism and I was put in the hospital. And the first thing the doctor said to me when he came in was, well, are you sedentary? Yeah. Like, I'm like, I teach kindergarten. No, <laughs> like I'm up and down on the floor. You know, they just automatically assumed because I was, I had that weight that, yeah, you know, I was lazy. And how does that make you feel when people assume that? Because you're far, you're like, oh yeah, you are the furthest person from lazy. <laughs> yeah, that we were just talking about all the things you do, and you're like, and that's it. And I was like, I have a feeling that's not it that you do. Um, I don't know. I mean, it ticks me off sometimes, but sometimes, I mean, I get, I mean, I get that sometimes they think that, but you know, a lot of bigger people just have genetic problems. I mean, genes in my family, I got yeah. all the best genes, you know. So yeah. I mean, like a lot of that is. You know, I had cholesterol problems, blood pressure problems. I just got taken off my medication. And I'm hoping I can stay that way. But, you know, I mean, genetics, like cholesterol, my grandmother is like the size of a twig and has cholesterol problems. Yeah. So it's not always... Hereditary you know, is 80%. Yes. And people don't realize that. <laughs> yeah. It's 80%. And talk to me a little bit about, because if you don't mind sharing, your daughter was a little bit overweight. Mm-hmm. And how is, how'd that make you feel like as a mom? Yeah, she's actually struggling now with hers, too. Um, and she's trying to get healthier, so we're trying to do that together. You know, just growing up, I mean, I always struggled. My mom always, my mom was not, my both of my parents are not overweight at all. Ever, like, I don't know, I got it from my grandmother's side, mm-hmm. other grandmother. But, um, you know, growing up, I had that problem. And my mom didn't know how to deal with that. because She would just be like, no, you can't have the cookies. No, you can't have this. Mm-hmm. And hide it. So then that, in turn, that made me sneak food. And then when I would go to my friend's house, I'd eat all their junk food because that's the only time I could get it. So I think sometimes if parents don't realize the more you tell a kid no, or you take it away, they're going to get it from somewhere. And then that, uh, that contributed a lot to my health problems. So I tried to growing up, you know, with my kids, of course, I mean, I was overweight the whole time, but tried to not deprive them of things that they wanted it. And, you know, that kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. And that's something I think people don't realize. Like, let them have their things just in moderation. Teach them that, the healthy. But a lot of us with weight problems didn't have that. So it's hard for us to teach our kids if we don't. Yeah, you're just passing it. down yes. what you, what you <laughs> what knew. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so you had the surgery. And now our podcast is all about making it count. Talk to me about losing this 140 pounds. 144. 144. Every pound counts. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I'm with you there. Um, 144 pounds. And what are you doing now to like really make it count? So, you know, the first like six months or the honeymoon phase, I mean, you could do whatever and you're going to lose weight. Of course, you want to lose the most and be the healthiest and follow everything the doctor says, but it was just falling off. I mean, like every day it was like a pound or two and constant. And so I had the surgery in February. And then by December, I had lost, I lost 40 pounds pre-op because I had to do the liquid diet forever. Mm -hmm. 
felt like. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I was dying. And then December, I was, I'm 295 between two. I've been in the 290s for six months now, like in this stall, I guess we call it, up mm-hmm. and down, up and down. And so, of course, you know, I went to the weight doctor the other day and she's like, you're at that stage where it's like do or die. This is where most people get frustrated and they start gaining and then they don't come back to us because they're embarrassed or I have kept it off, but it's still, I still have like another 100 pounds to lose for my goal. So I feel like I'm feel like my body's kind of just because, you know, people are like, oh, weight loss surgery is so easy. No, this is like the hardest it's ever been for me right now. Like I have hired a trainer, a coach. I'm starting to meal prep. I mean, I'm doing all these things and it's still like so slow and like not moving. So, and then you just have to keep fighting through it to, to I don't want to be that the, the person that gains it back because it is easy to gain it back. I mean, I'm still restricted. Yes. But I mean, you can eat. I can still make all the wrong choices and eat junk and gain. I mean, I've seen that. I've seen gaining a couple pounds super easy. Yeah. You know. So talk to me about the mental, because um, I, I know with the surgeries, they go through mental before even get to the surgery? Do they do any like mental stuff? That's like, the, as- probably the hardest part. So I'm, and I was just talking to a friend the other day who doesn't have a weight problem. So she's like, how in the world, you know, you've, you know, if you've had a weight problem, you're 43, you're about to be 43 for your whole life for 41 years, you had all these bad habits. And now they want you to change your habits in a couple months and be, and you can, I mean, that's why people are getting it back because we go back to those old habits so easy. So um, that's the mental part. You know, you, you have to, a, a lot of insurances, you have to see a psychologist, you mm-hmm. know, to make sure you're not, they said to me, like, basically make sure you don't have an eating disorder. Well, I have, obviously have an eating disorder because I'm 437 pounds, you right. know what I mean? But like, they don't want you to have, you know, where it's gonna. Well, let's stop you right there because eating disorder, when somebody thinks eating disorder, they automatically Anorexic think. Anorexic or bulimic and skinny. Yeah. No. So they would consider, like, you would consider uh, eating, like, you have- I mean, I felt, I mean, that to me, I mean, you know, like, binge eating, um, just eating, you know, I'd be like, do the diet and not eat all day and then binge eat all night. You know, I mean, it's just kind of, I didn't really have a, I wasn't really a binge eater. I, I did eat out a lot and didn't mm-hmm. make healthy choices, you know, and that, yeah. when you eat out a whole lot and you don't, I've, I've realized the last couple of weeks just meal prepping has helped me with the- the easier, like, it's easier to make healthy choices. Right, because it's already ready yeah. for you. Yeah. And you don't want to, um, you don't want to throw that food away because you've already spent the money on yeah. it. And that's this whole, like, <laughs> psycholo- psycho- psychological cycle, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So talk to me about your health coach and your trainer. So you, so you got to a stall and you realized mm-hmm. you couldn't do this on your own. Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of cardio. I do mm-hmm. cycle bar all the time. Like, I got the cardio down. But, so I was talking to my trainer and they were like, um, which I haven't really technically, I've went, I've one meeting with her, so I'm really going to start next week, but okay. they're suggesting the weights. Like I have not done weights. So they're like to boost your metabolism and to get your skin tone, you know, things like that. Cardio is great, but I mean, and I'm not a fitness expert, so I don't, but I mean, it's just replacing <laughs> all, the, all the calories you eat, you know, you need to, to burn the fat. And so I'm going to, I started doing the circuits at our gym on my own. Um, Good for you. And she's going to go over all the machines and what to do. That's I told her, I said, I don't need the cardio help. I need the weights. What mm-hmm. do I need to do with weights? Yeah. Because um, those machines are intimidating if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> no, they are. They're so big and bulky. And and then they got pictures on them and all these men are around doing all these things. And you're just like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny because I, I and I don't know um, if they did blood work or anything like mm-hmm. that, but now the industry is pushing towards like what based on your blood type, based on your muscle fibers what type of workouts that you should do. 
And they are finding that more women should do more strength training. They Mm -hmm. don't have enough testosterone to build those bulky muscles. But what actually going to happen is you're going to tone up and shed the fat quicker um, by just Mm -hmm. strength training. And it's hard. It's a hard concept, even for me as a trainer and being in the fitness industry. Sometimes I'll talk to my husband. I'll be like, oh, I got to get my run in or something. And he's like, are you seriously falling for that bullshit? I'm like, (laughs) I guess I just did. Like, you know, it's, it's so ingrained in us that mm-hmm. cardio, cardio, cardio. So how do we have to change your mindset on that? Did your trainer sit down and talk to you a little bit about that? Not yet. We haven't really, like, I haven't really met, right. met okay. with yeah, her. Right. So, um, I mean, I just, I'm started the, tra- well, I have lost in the last two weeks, five pounds. So my, my stall of being up in the 90s has finally dropped. And I've been doing the circuit two, twice or three times a week. But now my weight doctor did tell me, which is crazy, you know, because I know some people have this surgery and they just shed pounds and don't ever exercise, you know. And then eventually, though, that catches up. I've started cycle bar two weeks after my surgery. Like, right. I started exercising. But the the weight doctor did say, she's like, I've had client or patients that have came here that have that metabolism. She's like, because when you lose 144 pounds, you, your metabolism is shot. Like, because you, your body's freaking out. Right. So she's like, you are going to stall like this. And this is when you have to triumph through it, you know. So she said. Um, All the puns intended. Yeah. <laughs> So she said, um, you know, I have people that have to do 400 minutes of exercise a week to be able to kick that metabolism back in. And, you know, here I am. She's like, do you exercise? I'm like, oh, yes, I do. I do cycle bar like twice a week. <laughs> I do the circuit three times a week. And I was all, you know, proud of myself. And then she's like, okay, well, we're going to have to up that. You know, she said minimum probably 200 minutes next week and see if that kicks it back in. Or, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I have a full-time job. I teach, but okay. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's, sometimes it's like, how do you get those workouts in? That's a really hard hard thing for me sometimes, but I mean, I'm just going to push through and that's what I'm going to do. I wish Phil was here because he would talk to you about, have you heard 75 hard? Um, I'm actually doing that. Okay, I just talked about that. I just got the book. I'm getting it today. All right. Let's, <laughs> so did you start it? No, I haven't started yet because I'm going to read the book. I was planning okay. on starting it next week. So Phil has done it <laughs> twice. Um, he's been through it twice, times through. And I think that by getting, I know it's two times a day. That you have to 45 work Forty-five minutes, yep. twice a day. One um, outside. One outside. Mm-hmm. I think that'll help you get your minutes in, and I think well, that'll be yeah, a good you're challenge forced to for do you. It, but it, it, I do like a challenge. You are. I'm a, already like at recess. I'm like, when well, I walk around the turf with the kids or something at recess for twenty minutes, you know, so. yeah, and get them to do push up, um, uh, push up competition. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> she's like, not about that. <laughs> it is 105 degrees though. <laughs> You're right. It is very hot outside. So, are you hydrating properly? Yeah. Well, so that's another thing. I hate water. Oh my gosh, I'm like allergic <laughs> to. It. I hate water, but I'm really trying hard. And that's you know, and the 75 hard, you have to drink a gallon of it. Yep. So I'll, I don't know how I'm gonna do that, but I'm gonna do it. You're gonna do it. <laughs> well, I'm, I feel like I'm gonna have to have you back to yeah to see if the, I did it. What you do? Maybe that'll hold me accountable hard. if I have to come back after my 75 yeah. days. <laughs> so not only have you hired a health coach, you've hired a person. Yeah, my trainer. husband said I do all the things. He's like, you're always trying something. I'm like, yeah, well, I don't want to get bored with it. And, you know. How are you inspiring others through this journey, though? That's what I want to Well, know. I do. I'm, I've always been transparent since day one. Like, I do know some people, and that's their personal choice, don't want to share they had the surgery. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, people are like, do you have cancer? Because you lost so much weight. Right, and I didn't want people like, thinking that. Like, serious note. Like, I didn't. So, um, and I taught junior high last year, seventh and eighth grade, two, two years ago when I had it, mm-hmm. or a year ago. And so, of course, I had to bring my shakes and my broth to school. And they're like, 
why are you drinking a shake every day? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? So, um, and I mean, they notice everything you do. So I was very transparent with them, told them, you know, I've just been very open about my journey and what I'm doing and, you know, my everything. Like, been very open. Um, and I do post, I get made fun of all the time. All my friends make fun of me about Facebook because I post there, but that's how I got these opportunities. You yeah, know? So, it is. Um, I do post a lot on Facebook, but like on my meal prepping and my, you know, because that's what inspires me is seeing other people being successful. I did join several of the bariatric, you know, support groups mm-hmm. on Facebook. And sometimes they're not great because people are so negative on there. But yeah. Um, so I try to be the positive, you know, even though because some of us are slow losers. Like, you know, some of people lose it super fast, some people lose it super slow, but a, a loss is a loss. Like, I mean, so yeah. I think everybody should, you know, celebrate everything that they've done. Every single small step mm-hmm. where it's not even like celebrating the loss, but celebrating that you got up and did Well, the non-scale victories. I mean, the I non-scale. can paint my toenails now. I can just bend over. I mean, it's like silly little things. I could cross my legs. Um, Like, and then, you know, when I haven't been losing the pounds and as a big person my whole life, you want to see the numbers. Like you want to see the pounds, but I'm fitting in smaller clothes. So I know I'm losing inches. Yeah. Even though I can't see it on a scale, you yeah, know. I have a client, actually. She just went to, um, she got the N-body. Did I you get, did that. Yeah, okay. I did this good. She got the N-body. And I mean, she's been with me for eight years. And she's like, I just don't understand why I'm not losing weight. <laughs> well, when she went to get the N-body, her skeletal muscle mass, her was off the chart. And the, even the doctor was surprised by it because she's like, I would have never thought that, like looking at somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the things that I wish people would stop judging mm-hmm. from the outside because there's a thing called skinny fat, right? Where even though you're skinny, you're still not healthy. The, the lady is with us today, my friend Kitsy Pezos. Um, she is my five. She's my five k friend. Uh-huh. I just signed her up without even asking, and we that, call her skinny. We call her skinny fat all the time because I can run laps around her, even though she's that size. Yeah, like <laughs> people don't. I think that we we look at people and we judge them automatically, mm-hmm. and we shouldn't because you've been like you've said you've been active your whole life. You when you, and then when you went to doctors, they'd be like, "So, are you working out?" Yeah, and like it would be very uncomfortable conversation because it's like, "Who are you to judge?" Mm-hmm. And the doctors probably overweight themselves. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a whole nother conversation. <laughs> Talk to me about being that positive patsy because that's something that you really are and you bring to the table. Being surrounded by and by so many people that are negative on this journey, how mm-hmm. do you keep? being positive every single day. I don't know. I just always try to look for the positive. I just always try to find the little things. And then especially like if people post, you know, on Facebook, but on one of those sites, like I haven't lost anything. I'm so depressed. And like, even though, I mean, I've went from a size 32, 34 to a, I can pull up 18 and but maybe almost button it. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm in 20. Like that's a big, that's huge. You know, yeah. I mean, I've had to get rid of all my clothes and I got rid of them. So I don't have, you know, I don't have them to go back to, but. I just try to always, you know, I'll post my picture and say, you know, I'm slowed down, but this is what I'm doing. You know, I'm just always trying to find something positive because it is easy to go back into those old habits and fall back and be depressed and start gaining weight and eating things you're not supposed to eat. And then, you know, you just have to remember your why. Why did you do this? And it's a lot, it was a lot of money and effort to get to where I am. And that's a lot to throw away to. Let's (laughs) dig into that why, because that's something that I really focus in on the mindset here, what what I do here, but um, the why. Why did you decide to draw the line in the sand and say enough is enough? Well, because so my grandmother, my dad's mom, who I've gained all my lovely genes from, who I love so my mama, (laughs) she um, died of a massive heart attack at 50, I think it was 54. Like, I mean, just dropped. So she had 
congestive heart failure, like all that, you know, ran in my family, congestive heart failure and cancer and all the obesity, you know, so I was like, okay, I'm 41 years old. You know, I'm, I'm happy. I love my life. I love what I do. And I want to be around for my kids and grandkids. And so I just, I don't know. And I've always been like, I love to do things. Like I love to go exercise. And so, yeah, I just needed that extra, that extra tool. It's not the easy way out. I mean, (laughs) you know, the extra tool to, to help me keep it off. Let's talk about that real quick because a lot of people do think it's the easy way out. No, I have I've, no idea. I've tried doing a liquid diet for seven weeks because my poor nurse got COVID. And so it actually ended up being, I was supposed to do it for three weeks and did it for seven. Okay. And when I say that, I'm telling you, it was shakes, broth, and soups for seven weeks. No, thank you. That's it. Did you kill your husband? No. Okay. But he did not, he was like, <laughs> you don't have to cook anything. Like I just went to the bedroom and him and cooked dinner for my son. Like I just, it was... I was hungry. It was, it was that because you still have your whole stomach at that point and you're hungry and you're like, I just had to keep remembering, you know, okay, well, I just got to get through this to get through this to get through this, you know, but it's, it's hard. It was very hard. And I was going to say, in that hard. time, did you say, is this worth it? How many times mm, did no, you No, because I was so excited that? about the surgery. So okay. I just kept that as my, your goal. My goal. Like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. And, um, and now I'm at that point now, you know, for that whole year, it was like, woo, it's just falling off and I'm doing all these things. It was great. And now it's like, we're back at the, I got to remember my why because it's getting really tough. <laughs> yeah. So the health coach is helping you with your meal prep. And mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about what your meal prep looks like. Um, it's more like, so she's the type that doesn't really do the calorie counting, mm-hmm. which is totally opposite of what my weight doctor wants me to do. So it's kind of like I'm trying to do both, but she's more of the whole, food, like the clean eating. So she's like, if you're doing clean eating, you know, you don't have to count the calories because you're not getting 150 calories from chips. You're getting it from the vegetable. You know, so I mean, it's kind of that. This is all new. So this is just about two weeks. So yeah. I did meal prep a bunch of things um, this week. I did it all Saturday, meal prepped it and had it. And it's great because, you know, I have a four ounce stomach. So like I could share my meal prep with another friend of mine that's doing it with me. So our grocery bill was actually half of what it was. So oh, that works perfect. Yeah, it's it's great to do that kind of thing for portion control. And yeah. so. so you found a friend to do it with you? Mm-hmm. I have a very... That is one thing I can say. I have a huge support group. I have um, all my friends are very supportive. Nobody has, I know some people have had people say negative things about, oh, you took the easy way out surgery. All my friends have been there for me and supported everything. But you're also a light. So you're, you're <laughs> the light in your friends and you, you attract um, people who are going to cheer you on. Yes, they do. You don't attract people. And I don't think you put up with BS from people who don't cheer you on. <laughs> I, I do know that about you. Um, yeah, so like having that, and we talk a lot about that support system. That's super important, whatever. And we call it a, um, a season or a trauma or whatever, like going mm-hmm. through this, you, that support system is probably harder on them. Like, like your husband having to- I mean, to, he's awesome too. I mean, he is an he, amazing guy. And the thing is, both of my kids are grown. So like, he's good because he's- he he doesn't make me cook him dinner like if I don't want to like he he'll cook his own dinner and do his own thing and you know or he he doesn't eat all my healthy foods though he doesn't like that <laughs> maybe maybe one day we'll he's like I'm not eating spaghetti squash <laughs> but so Tiffany if you could leave them our listeners our viewers with one thing if somebody out there is struggling and where you were what would you tell them well I would just say I definitely never thought I'd be here and lost 144 pounds and kept it off for you know as long as I did already. Um, to just go through it, you know, it's going to be hard and you're going to have days where you, you know, you don't want to do it or you don't think you're going to do it, but it definitely is worth it and get you some friends that support you and will 
sign up for 5Ks with you without your permission. I love it. <laughs> and guess what? I'm going to put you up for a challenge. You are okay. going to come back here. <laughs> and we are going to talk about that 75 hard because my boy <sighs> Phil would love to chit chat with you about that. Okay. okay so, so that's your challenge. I'm going to have to do it. I'm starting next week. So you got to give me 75 days. 75 <laughs> days it is. All right. Go out and make it count. Thanks for listening. We hope you found something that inspires you to make it count every day. You can follow us on social media at Make It Count.